0: Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas! Hey, we got some friends up here. I want to ask them a question, so excuse me for a minute. Hey, guys. Hi. I got a question for you. You know what the name of our program tonight is? There's a hint up there. The, first Christmas. the man. That's good. First Christmas. The first Christmas. If you were there on the very first Christmas. What would you do? What would you do?
1: I'd say, wow.
0: What would you do? He would. That's when the angels would say, fear not. Uh. What would you do again? Do it again. Fear not. <laughs> okay. Pretty good. Hey, you want to sing some Christmas songs? Yeah, while you're deciding, he's going to sing, okay? Let's do Joy to the World first, all right? Go for it, man. The words are going to be right here. audition. Guys, you can go back and sit down. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Man, we have some new singers for the band, Keith. Well, thanks for coming, everybody. We are so glad you came to spend Christmas Eve with us. Speaking of Eves, there's another Eve coming up a week from tonight, New Year's Eve. And we just wanted to invite you guys down to the and Sled Drop right there in the square next to the thrift store there. Feels like home. We're going to just get together down there and have a little bit of a party, make some noise, and uh, some of the band's going to be down there, so we'd like you guys to come and be with us there. So we're going to just kind of experience what it would have been like the first time Christmas ever happened. So Keith, take it away.
1: Thank you, sir. You know, when we started putting this program together, um, I started thinking about the various characters involved in this Christmas story. And it occurred to me that most of us have heard some variation of the Christmas story in the Bible so many times that these characters become just that. They become characters. They don't seem like real people anymore. They're sort of one-dimensional. So these were not storybook characters, though. These events really happened. In fact, it was the most incredible, mind-blowing event that's ever happened in the history of the world. And these were real people that it happened to. So what we're going to try to do tonight is we're going to meet some of the folks that were involved in this epic event, and we're going to uh, just suspend your imagination for a second and just imagine that the birth of Christ had just happened in modern times and that these people that were involved in it are sharing their initial recollections of that event with you. Can you do that for me? Okay, three of you can, so we're going to go. We're going to go with that. (laughs) I'll t- if it was two, I was going to stop. But if we got three. <laughs> we're, now, we're going to start with Elizabeth. Now, Elizabeth is, is an old woman, and she has been sure to keep all of the rules of the Lord. And she comes from a priestly line, and in fact, she's married to a priest. She's a well-educated lady and very articulate. She and her husband have tried for many, many years to have children of their own. But they couldn't. So let's hear from Elizabeth.
2: (laughs) Oh, Elizabeth. At your age? Oh, that's just wrong. Oh, what were you thinking? You're no spring chicken anymore, you know. That's what my neighbor said whenever I shared the news with her that I was finally going to have a baby. She didn't believe me, but I don't hold it against her. After all, everybody knows that she hasn't been completely right ever since that little incident. Did you hear about that? (laughs) Well, she always likes to be the first one to temple. One morning she was running late, so she just shot her hand in the drawer to get that clean girdle. Grabbed a hold of a scorpion. It wasn't a good experience for the scorpion either. The tax collector said he heard her scream four blocks down. (laughs) She had no idea what a miracle it was that I was finally going to be having a baby. You see, my husband Zachariah and I had tried for our entire married life. We wanted a family of our own more than anything in the world. Just never happened. I prayed and I prayed and I prayed, and all my prayers went unanswered. Well, time went by. And I got a little bit older. Zachariah got very old. And then my hair went three shades lighter. And his hair just went. At that point, we kind of gave up. You know, we forgot something important. We forgot that nothing, and I mean absolutely nothing, is impossible for God. And the second thing is that he seems to delight in bringing out new life from barren places. Well, when I look back on it, the pregnancy itself was pretty miraculous. And a lot of the things around it were sort of unbelievable. (laughs) I mean, all the other women in town found out that they were expecting from the doctor, and we found out from an angel. Halo, wings, whole bit the angel told us we were going to have a child it would be a boy and that we should name him john and then he went on in telling us that john would be used by god to prepare our people for the coming of the messiah i don't know about you but whenever i got that news i kind of freaked <laughs> i mean how are we going to train a child for a job like that We didn't have to worry because God had every detail covered. Keeps getting better. When I was about six months along, I was in the kitchen making a little gefilte fish casserole. And there was a knock at the back door. And when I answered the door, there stood my cousin Mary, Aunt Anna and Uncle Joachim's daughter. Well, the oddest thing happened. Whenever Mary said hello, my unborn child jumped and flipped over inside of me. And God opened my eyes so that I could clearly see that this young woman, who was barely more than a child herself, was carrying within her womb an unborn son as well. And her son would be called the Wonderful Counselor, the Almighty God the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. We had the nicest visit that day. (laughs) She caught up on all of the family gossip and the news out of Nazareth. and Then she left to go back home. Well, about nine months later, I was out in the barn milking the camel, and the messenger stopped by and he told me that Mary and her husband, Joseph, had traveled to a little town called Bethlehem. And while they were in Bethlehem, probably on staying in one of those five-star inns and having a great vacation, she had given birth to a son. Mother and child were both doing very well. Well, I grabbed my pails of milk and I rushed back in the house t- to share the news with Zechariah, And as I came in... I saw him and little Johnny on the floor playing. And I had one of those God moments when he revealed to me that no matter how you think your life is going to play out, and no matter what you might imagine your future holds in store, God might have entirely different plans for you. He certainly filled the emptiness in our lives with a beautiful new life. He never forgot about us for a moment and he'll never leave us alone again.
3: Okay little one don't dismay little one you're just a babe How can you be trembling? It's alright little one He's come tonight little one The one that you and the world have been waiting for Sleep To cry, little one, with the delight of the blind and the barren. It's okay, little one. He's come today, little child. Enjoy the peace. It may be the calm before the storm. Sleep we mm-hmm. Here.
1: Wow, Mary was quite a lady. Now, of course, we've all heard about the shepherd in this story, right? And the shepherds were just good old boys working out in the fields. And um, in fact, we had trouble getting one here. They actually sent one of their friends along to tell us what they saw that day.
4: Hi, y'all. My name's Samantha, but you can call me Sam. I'm going to tell you about the night that I met the baby Jesus. Started out just like any other night, and then bam, an angel shows up. I ain't seen nothing like it before, and I ain't seen nothing like it since. Us shepherds, we don't get too much excitement out there in the pastures, but that angel came right up to us, so bright, brighter than the headlights on my John Deere tractor. Now I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Sam, I've been spending a little too much time out there in them fields. Typically I'd agree with you, but then the angel came right up and said, Fear not. (laughs) But that angel I said, too late. Uh, Then the angel started saying some other stuff, so I quick jotted it down so I could remember. Here we go. Bread, milk. Oh, that's what my mom needs to get for the snowstorm coming up. Let me other pocket. Here we go. Here we go. That angel. I have good news of great joy that shall be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Then the angel said, He's laying in a manger wrapped in cloth. Now go find him. No brainer, okie dokie. So me and my shepherd pal Hank, we hopped on our John Deers and high-tailed it out of there all the way to Bethlehem. And we found that little baby boy. I was a different woman after that night because God chose me and in my life nobody chooses me I'll never forget what that angel said good news for all that meant me too
1: hold on hold on pastor day pastor day we got we got problems we're lost we're the wise men we're lost the wise guys whatever you want to call us help us out here We got issues. We got
0: problems. What are you guys doing here? We're we're looking
1: for a star over there, right? Right? That's what they told us. Star.
0: You you guys do know you're not supposed to be here for another two years. Hey, we're ahead of schedule. What do you think about that? That doesn't happen. And what are those silly silly outfits you're wearing? Our mothers made us wear them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
5: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah. (laughs) That line was planned, can you tell?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dave, I got you on that. Sorry about that. We'll talk about that in the men's room later.
0: Wise guys, (laughs) not wise
1: guys.
0: (laughs) What's that, Lenny? What? What, what? Sir Lenny? I thought you were going to tell me, sir. Hey, listen, guys. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're not really supposed to be here, but since you're here anyway, we thought it would be a good idea. We we're going to do this anyway, so you can help us with this. We want to collect an offering for oh. benevolence to give away yeah. to people in the community yeah. that yeah. need help. What, that you means You think you money. can help L- us with L- hey, that? Hey,
1: Len, that's money. money. We can okay, right. right. keep Don't tell anybody. No.
0: Okay. Hey, listen, the economy's been kind of bad, even for wise men, so no dipping into the offering basket. Oh. Okay? never
1: happened, no. Dave. This is the greatest moment of our entire life.
0: All right. All we're on right. on stage. Go ahead. Just go ahead. Take the offering. Take the offering.
1: Well, I apologize for that distraction. Uh, (laughs) Talk about awkward transitions. Uh, I I did want to talk about the innkeeper in the story for a little bit if I can. Now, the innkeeper was just a small businessman like any other small businessman that you may have seen, just a regular guy, a good conversationalist. uh, He can talk to anyone about anything. It seems like everybody likes this guy.
6: You know... uh (coughs) If I knew then what I know now, there would have been room in my inn. I'd have given up my bed for him. But uh, I didn't know. How could I? I will tell you this. This place was packed. I've never seen so many people in Bethlehem. But you know the government told everybody to go to their hometown to be registered. And we know the government taxes. Different story. Um but anyways my my place was booked full solid and and uh when these people come up to me you talk about desperate. Man. They were cold, they were dirty, they were exhausted, scared, and the young girl, whew, man, she looked like she was ready to pop. But you know, I remember that day pretty well. Um my place filled up about dinner time, and it was about two hours after dinner when they showed up. And uh, as they were walking up, I was thinking, "What am I going to say to them?" But I was thinking in my head, so I come up with, "I think I'll just tell them that I'm sorry I have no room in the inn." But when they got to me, they just looked at me. He put his head down, tried to gather his thoughts a little bit. She winced a little bit in pain. And when he looked back up, he said, Please. That's all he said was please. Let me tell you a story. When I was about five years old, I was, uh, was helping my mom set the table, and I realized we had too many plates. I said, Mom, we got too many plates here. She said, you always make room for one more. You never knew who's going to show up. And I looked at her kind of confused. I'm like, what are you talking about? And she gave me that look that moms give, you know, like you better pay attention to this one, son. And she said, you always make room. You never know who God's going to bring your way. You always make room.
1: So now we're coming to the heavy hitters in this epic event, if you will. Joseph is a carpenter, maybe a Midwestern blue collar kind of a guy. Not a very emotional guy. Uh, Talks rather matter-of-factly about most things.
7: It was the longest, most difficult, scariest, exciting most wonderful time of my life when you realize that God is allowing you to become a father there's really nothing you can compare it to (laughs) and when you when it seems that he's deemed you fit to be the stepfather to his son it's a little overwhelming he's a perfectly happy healthy baby boy he was born like most any other baby. <laughs> and now I understand why they call it labor. I've worked every day of my life since I was 12, and I've never worked as hard as Mary did that night. You know, and Mary, oh man, she was, she was amazing. Through all of it, not, not just the birth, but the months of people talking about us behind our backs, the week-long trip to Bethlehem, and after all of that, she turned a feeding trough into a cradle didn't even phase her. And you know, through all of it, she she never asked why. She just did everything God asked her to do. I guess she knew that even if she didn't understand, she knew that God was in control. She was obedient to his will. I can see why he chose her. I really can. The thing I, I still can't figure out is why he chose me.
8: I'm sure he must have been surprised way to save the world, to think of how it could have been. A strange way. This is such a strange way. This is such a strange way to save the.
1: Let's talk about Mary for a minute. Now, Mary is a young mom, around 14, 15 years old, and she's seen a lot, and she stored it all in her heart. You know, she never set out to be the mother of the Messiah, but God asked, and she said yes.
9: long as I can remember we've been waiting for the Messiah to come for us it's just always been that way I always knew he'd come but <laughs> well let's be honest it's not like I'm from Jerusalem or someplace special I'm just a girl a nobody from Nazareth Everyone knows nothing good ever comes out of Nazareth, never has. So I thought for sure that angel had the wrong house when he came with his announcement. But if this is what God wanted, then who was I to say that he was wrong? and Joseph. God bless that wonderful man. He could have joined in with everyone else. Had me sent away. Even had me killed. But he never broke his promise to marry me. So when he went to Bethlehem for the census, I was honored to ride by his side. (laughs) Even with bloated cankles and heartburn and nine months of pregnancy behind me. (laughs) You know those pregnant women that try all sorts of things to induce labor? (laughs) Well, what they should do is set out on a 70-mile bumpy trip to Bethlehem. (laughs) Because shortly after we arrived, well I had never done this myself before but it was time and with every wave of pain I tried so hard to ignore the fact that I'd be having this baby without my family to help me without the familiarity of home Jesus was born. I forgot all of that, though. I wrapped him in cloths and made him the most comfortable bed I could for him with what we had, an animal's feeding trough. (laughs) Joseph said I should have been sleeping then, but I couldn't stop staring at him. There he was, the one the angel had told me about. My heart was so full of love, but none of my words were even big enough to express it. I'm not the first young mother to bring a child into this world. It's, it's always been that way as I look down, as I look down at my son, my redeemer, I knew he was the one that would change everything because he had already changed me.
10: the shine Oh, my God. I am yours So be
0: Lord, that you have have blessed us with, with a reminder that this could have been that first night, that first Christmas. Lord, we could have been involved in that, and how would we have reacted? How would we respond? Would we have been surprised? Would we have been fulfilled? Would we have been cynical? Still all those kinds of reactions today. But Lord, we, we are here in a solemn way remembering your birth, just like it was the first time. So, God, I just pray that you'd help us to make all Christmases every day a first with you. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you do this, this Christmas, would you just make it a first? You know, there's a first time for everything. Some of you, it could be a first time to ever ask Jesus Christ to be the leader of your life and the forgiver of your sins. That would be a great moment. Be a bunch of cheering going on in here. If you've already done that, there still can be some firsts. You know, you can... Go to someone that you've never said this to and say, I love you. Just Don't freak them out about it, but just say, I love you. (laughs) Do something for the first time this Christmas. And maybe make that a tradition from now on. Make every Christmas something first. Would you do that? The band's going to kind of kick us out of here with a, a real up song, the kind of attitude we should have on this great time of year. Gloria. So guys... Go for it. Blow out those
1: candles so you can clap your hands.
8: Salvation's reason to celebrate on the day, the day that you came.
5: And how could heaven's high not